0: Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's side effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and my co-host Dave Homan for our new series, Adulting and Insurance. Let's get started. Hello, listeners, and hello Dave. Um, we are recording from a new location today. We are in Dave's office.
1: Yeah, the travel was short to it, the studio. It was.
0: <laughs> and we know you also can't see us. We're going back to our roots for an audio-only episode. So Dave, can you share why we're not in the Immersion Center or the studio today?
1: Yeah, it's a different vibe. We, we actually came up with this idea as we were going through the Member Journey Project. And we thought, well, we're talking to a different group of people. Um, let's just kind of change the vibe.
0: Right, and now you just get to listen to our beautiful voices. So um, we really wanted to simplify this topic, adulting and insurance. Um, Adulting, I think I maybe made that word up, but... Um, we have broken this series up into a few different parts, and the first topic we want to address is the first kind of phase of adulting, which is college students, 18-year-olds. Um, so listen up. This episode is all about you guys. Um, but first, Dave, can you recap for our listeners the member journey research that we learned along the way to help us understand um, you know, college students and what they want to know what, about employee benefits and what how they listen best.
1: Yeah. So as we went through, um, the research project, what we found out was, um, the zoomers, the younger generations is very different than any other younger generation that we've Dealt with before, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of reasons, they they're staying on their parents' plans longer than they ever have before. Whereas in the past, once you got a job, you're off your parents' plan and you're on the company plan. Right. Um, and the second thing is the parents, uh, generationally, with this group of people, have really taken a more active role in managing their kids' health care. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what happens is once they're ready to uh, as you said, go through their adulting phase, they're they're going in kind of ill-equipped and not sure what to do. So uh, the research and the data absolutely supported that with mm-hmm. this generation. And so we, as we came up, we're trying to come up with solutions and ways to better address this, the idea for this podcast came up because there are certain things um, that all young adults go through. And the more, you know, the better decisions you can make.
0: Right. And I know just looking back at myself, I was pretty clueless from 18 to 22. I was just like, I'm on my parents' insurance. I don't need to know anything.
1: Yeah. And it's all changed. And and so where did you get a lot of your advice? You got it from your parents and your, and, and I would say that healthcare has changed significantly from your parents' plan and how their parents helped them. And so there's a whole new set of circumstances and situations that you need to be aware of, so that you can make the right decision based on your life and where you're at right now. Absolutely. So, and this is such a topic near and dear to my heart because I have three kids <laughs> that have uh, that you are. You think
0: they'd be pros? They're
1: in college. Yeah, you would think, and especially because I got two of them in insurance risk management <laughs> as a as a second major, but uh, not so much. <laughs>
0: Everyone learns at their own pace, and
1: they always say you learn more from your mistakes than your successes. So my kids are absolute geniuses. Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) So let's set the scene here. Um, You've just ended your summer after your senior year of high school. You're going to college. Um, You're getting your bedding and your books and your meal plan, but insurance is something that you have to kind of think of. So. So there's a few questions to consider, some being, you know, what are your insurance plans and how are you going to be covered when you're in college?
1: Yeah. So under almost all circumstances, um, you're going to be able to stay on your parents plan if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Uh, that's pretty typical. You would yeah, say, right? it, yeah, it is. Um, but y- th- what's very important to the university is they want to make sure that you have coverage somehow. So if something happens. Um, they're not going to treat you and then not be reimbursed. Right. And so um, when you are registering for classes and you're going through all your orientation materials, one of the things that you'll have to address and it will actually be a to-do is to um, make the decision on are you going to stay on your parents' plan Mm -hmm. or are you going to take the university's plan? Now, um, if you take... Or if you stay on your parents' plan, you're gonna have to go through and submit some paperwork online. Right. You have to make a copy of your insurance card. You're gonna have to put in the information. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to verify um, that so that they know. Uh, you're and, and a lot of times they use independent third parties from the university to go through that verification to make sure. Okay. And if you don't do that, uh, you know, we typically see the, the charge is gonna be anywhere between. Fourteen hundred and two thousand dollars for um, for coverage, just to make sure that you have it. So, um, those are the steps you need to do, and and that's not a one time deal. You need to do that every year yep. while you're on there. So you complete that task, and I know you you think, okay, it's done and it's over mm-hmm. and we're good. Mm-hmm. Not so fast, <laughs> um, because. What we find out is that, um, and this has actually happened to two of my three kids. Oh, boy. We've gone in. We've completed the information. We've gotten the email confirmation. And then we get the bursar's bill. Okay. And um, the charges look a little bit higher for your tuition, room, and board. Right. And we notice that health insurance was put back in there. Hmm. And so then you check out the Facebook parent pages of the universities <laughs> and, um, you find out that you're not alone, that right. it happens more often than so you not
0: automatically enrolled on the university's insurance.
1: Yeah. So you get enrolled. And a lot of times when they use third parties, that data doesn't get fed over properly or something happens. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to default to take the, the university's insurance plan. So I would encourage all of you, To go in and audit your bill carefully and don't just assume because you did the paperwork and you checked it off your list that it's taken care of. Because once you get to a certain point into the semester when you discover it, and oftentimes you do, Mm -hmm. it's going to be too late and they're not going to refund it or they're only going to refund a small portion of it.
0: Right. So is there, is there a waiver you have to sign or what's the next step you have to take to make sure you're not automatically enrolled?
1: You have to go online and usually it's an online form mm-hmm. and you'll have to take a picture of your insurance card. You'll have to put in, um, you'll have to put in the group number, the member number. You have to say right. who is the subscriber that's out there. So just make sure that, um, it's done, and a few days later, what they'll say is this will take a few days to process, mm-hmm. check back. What I would say is don't forget to check back and make, make sure that that it's, reminder. that it's on there.
0: Right. So, okay, so that's, I say that's path one. Let's say you're good to go on your insur- your parents' insurance. So what should you bring to college? What do you need to be prepared? Because you just think you're good to go, I'll see a mom, and then, oh, no, you need to know something about your insurance in case you get hurt or sick or What do they need to bring? Yeah,
1: the big thing is make sure that you have the insurance card. You've got to have a copy of it. What I would also encourage you to do is take a picture of it, both sides, on your cell phone. because It
0: sounds like you've had practice about (laughs) it. Oftentimes,
1: college students will be in situations where it's a quick trip to the doctor the er the urgent care yeah. and let's just say that they take their id card and it's in a safe lockbox back in their dorm room or their house you off mean they can't take it
0: out to the bar i
1: know this shocks <laughs> you and what you don't want to do is be um, in the emergency room and not have your id card with you that right. just creates a whole another level of problems for you
0: right and you should probably also know your parents you know birth date their information too do you need to know their social security number or is that too much
1: No the, normally it's uh, th- as long as you know the 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 member ID the subscriber ID okay. the group name you're going to you're going to get treated the way you need to the problem is and and they're not going to turn you away if you mm-hmm. show up in an ER they're going to treat you right. that's their obligation the problem that you're going to run into is your parents are going to be very angry at you for the next (laughs) six to nine months because they're going to be battling with, the hospital, um, right. the accounting department, mm-hmm. um, because it is so difficult to do cleanup after the fact if you don't get the insurance information in there right up away. front. So make sure that you have that. Make sure that you know before um, your your parents drop you off and you're first-time college student. Know where the closest pharmacy is. Yep. Um, know where there's a 24-hour pharmacy when available right. that is there. Know what your options are. Um, for getting scripts built, because um, oftentimes, too, let's say that you have your insurance card and you do telemedicine, mm-hmm. you're going to need to know where to send that prescription to.
0: Absolutely. And one more thing I thought of, too, is giving the carrier permission to speak with your parents. So... If isn't there a rule if you're yeah. eighteen or Bef-
1: before you go, generally there's d- uh, different relationships, medical relationships. Isn't it? you are now an adult, exactly, and so they do not, they won't speak to um, someone else unless they have permission to do so. Okay. and it's just like if you would call on behalf of a spouse with a question or an elderly adult that you're the power of attorney, you Mm -hmm. need to make sure that there's, they have documentation that it's okay for a parent to speak with them. So you want to make sure that that's taken care of, um, out there. Now, the other thing that I would recommend too, before you go off to school is every medical plan now has some element of a telemedicine program Mm -hmm. and Uh, Again, I'm just speaking from experience, (laughs) is that I encouraged all of my kids when they turned 18, when they were getting ready to go off to school, Mm -hmm. is to go out online and pre-register. Right. And just because it takes a little bit of time. and uh, But if you go in and you set up your user ID, your login, Mm -hmm. um, you put in your medical information, your prescriptions it speeds up dramatically the time for you to be seen.
0: Right, because when you need telemedicine, you don't really have time usually to sit there and input all your information for 30 minutes. You're like, I need to talk to someone now. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. once
1: you do that, and it's, it's not something you have to do every few months, you get it in there. Right. And then as long as that's taken care of, you're run to the beginning of the queue line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because most of the time with college students, when you're using telemedicine, it's during flu season. And it's inevitably, it's always during finals week. And so (laughs) you need to be in a good position health-wise to take your exams, to be focused on that. And when you're trying to figure out... um, where's your where's your login? Yeah, how do you register with the profile? Things like that? It's just one extra hurdle that you can get out of the way,
0: and we learned in our research, our member journey research that that Zoomer generation isn't crazy about telemedicine. so yeah,
1: that's funny. And that's <laughs> we were wondering why that's the case. And that's because, um, as I said at the top of the podcast, one of the things research told us is that the parents were very involved in their kids' health care, right. And they have been a little bit slow to um, adapt to telemedicine. Now, Mm -hmm. COVID has changed that. However, when you're at home and you have, and I can tell you from personal experience, (laughs) I'm a big proponent of telemedicine. Mm -hmm. My wife, not so much. Mm. And she's a person that likes to be seen face to face. She's kind of old school that way. So whenever my kids would call home and, oh, I think I've got a sinus infection. I may have pink eye, something like that. I tell them to use telemedicine. Mm-hmm. My wife is saying, "Go to student health, or go to a minute clinic, wow. or go somewhere else." So it's just kind of a different frame of mind. But telemedicine has become increasingly popular, Absolutely. and not just for general medicine, but um, behavioral health mm-hmm. and and other specialties. So get into the habit of utilizing it when you can, and you can actually save money and receive faster care. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was going to I was going to segue into the mental health aspect too. Mm-hmm. So, when you have telemedicine set up for behavioral health and you have instant access to talk to a therapist or someone, that is crucial especially for college students.
1: Yeah, it is. And not all not all telemedicine plans have behavioral health. So, understand that again. Know what your plan covers mm-hmm. before you leave. And that even goes back to your medical program when you're touring campus, when you're going through orientation. Find out on campus what mental health and behavioral health resources are available. Mm -hmm. They all have some really incredible resources, but you need to know where they are, are, Mm -hmm. what are their hours, what do I do in a a crisis situation Mm -hmm. that is out there. So understand how that integrates, because a lot of the campuses also have mental health benefits, walk-in, where you don't necessarily have to have... The Health insurance, they'll ask you for it, but they're not going to again turn you away. Right, understand what that is. Also, understand, um, college students if your parents have an EAP, yes, because EAPs have really been employee assistance programs, mm-hmm. which are also for your uh, available for all dependents under your plan. Um, they have beefed up their mental health resources, and so not just, um, you Know if you're having a mental health crisis, but if you're really stressed about something, if you're having trouble navigating, um, roommate drama, yeah, or roommate <laughs> or drama, things like that, stuff. EAPs. <laughs> Are a great resource for you to turn to, yep. and it's something that people often overlook as part of their program.
0: Oh, absolutely! So, um, another huge topic I wanted to get on though was prescriptions, and this—I <laughs> know I had trouble with it in college. I know your kids have. So, uh-huh. so what do you plan for prescriptions? Do you you taking a maintenance drug, and you just think, oh, I can just keep getting it whenever I want, even though I'm at college now? Yeah, not the case.
1: So. Uh, here are a few things. First of all, let's talk about maintenance drugs. Those are drugs you take every day and that's before you leave for college, yep. okay? Make sure that you have your 3-month supply. Yep. If you're able to get a 3-month supply um before you leave, mm-hmm. okay? I don't recommend, and this is just a personal preference because, again, I'm talking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of porch pirates if you're living off campus right. in college communities. And um, if you are going down with the three month supply, continue to have those prescriptions shipped to your home. And then certainly you're going to run in, chances them up. are you're going to yeah. run into your family at some point during those months. Right. And the last thing you want to do, um, is not pay attention run out of a maintenance drug yep. and then be off of that for a period of time
0: and then get it stolen off your porch or yes, your mailbox. <laughs> exactly.
1: And mm-hmm. because that's a problem then when you call in and you try to get it refilled oh yeah it it's not the easiest thing to navigate through. Never. Mm-mm. And again if your parents don't have access to talk on your behalf mm-hmm. it it can be quite the ordeal. Um right. so I would encourage that if you're on maintenance drugs to take care of it that way. Now, when you're at school Mm -hmm. and something comes up, Mm -hmm. as I said before, always know your go-to place for your prescription, because if you go to, um, you know... uh, a walk-in clinic, and urgent care, one of the first things they're going to ask you is where do you want your prescription set, mm-hmm. okay? So know what that phone number is. Have a list. Create a notes page on your A your Walgreens phone. or a
0: Kroger or yeah. a CVS that's near you. That's, so
1: yeah. have a number that they can contact um, and and handle it that way. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would then say is understand your program as to whether or not it's a um, mandatory prescription program yep. or if you're given the option of just getting it filled. Mm-hmm. Ask questions um, to your parents before you leave for school mm-hmm. because um, in, in a lot of cases, the doctor that you see is going to write the brand name prescription. Correct. Correct. Chances are you've not set up a profile mm-hmm. at one of the local pharmacies. So you're going to fill out the basic information. Mm-hmm. There may be questions on there that you don't understand. They may or may not ask, does your plan have mandatory prescription refills? Things As
0: an 18-year-old, like. I can tell you yeah. we have no idea. You have
1: no idea. <laughs> And so what happens is you get that prescription filled mm-hmm. and, and because it's a brand name drug, like they we're going to prescribe this or we're going to prescribe that. And, and you don't know what to ask. You just take the prescription and you get it filled. Yep. Okay. There may be a generic available, depending on what store you're in, that generic may be free. It could be a $4 prescription, but right. no. The pharmacist fills it as a brand name prescription and suddenly you've paid seventy-five dollars out of pocket when you could have paid. And you had no idea that a generic
0: was even an option. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me.
1: Yep. So <laughs> make sure you get it. And and a lot of the times when you go to get it filled a first time, mm-hmm. they will fill it. And even if your even if your program has like mandatory mail order, things like that. Right. They Most of them have what are called grace refills. So okay. in emergency situations, you need to get it filled. They're going to fill it for you. And you think, oh, the pharmacy filled it. So the next time I need to get it filled, 30 days later, I just go back and they'll Not fill it again. Not right. a problem. Mm-hmm. The third time you go to get it filled, <laughs> you get whacked with a big bill or they don't fill it. Correct. Because at that point you're in the system and the the PBM, pharmacy benefit manager, says, nope, we're not going to fill it. It's mandatory. You don't want to run into these situations. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm bringing them up because I have three kids and we've run into that situation. Right. And there's nothing more saltier in a conversation when they call your kids and you're like, you get your HSA card bill, debit card bill for the month, and mm-hmm. you're like, why are these prescriptions like a hundred dollars plus? Well, I just went and I got them filled when you should have all about the preparation. It's about being prepared and asking questions uh, before you go off. You heard me talk about HSA debit cards. Most plans today, you're going to have a card that you're going to take to school. Use that when you need your office Mm co-pays, when you need to get a prescription filled, um, Don't use
0: it for anything else. Yeah, if you're like (laughs) my
1: son who has injured himself multiple (laughs) times uh, from everything from flag football to wiffle ball up in school, (laughs) he has to go get a knee brace Mm -hmm. or an elbow brace or things like that. Durable medical equipment, those are things you can use for it. Do not use it to try to purchase a 12-pack of beer. (laughs) Do not use it to purchase you know, the newest Nintendo game. Um, Depending on where you go, it may go through. The charge may go through, but your parents are going to have trouble at tax time.
0: Absolutely. If that
1: happens. And again, I'm trying to help you avoid uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. with your parents. It looks like
0: free money, but it's... It's, it's not. Not.
1: <laughs> it's not. And the IRS will come knocking at your door if you <laughs> do it too many times.
0: Right. So let's switch gears here to the preventive care as we talk about being prepared. Um, While well, you're navigating, you know, trying to be social, trying to make friends, you're trying to get your life together and get enough sleep. But there's some things you have to keep up on with your preventive care like flu shots right or scheduling appointments or what do they have to be aware of as well besides prescriptions
1: yeah and especially in the world of covid uh that that that's normal Mm -hmm. that's to where we're living and and where we're at in our lives right now i cannot encourage you enough and this isn't and i'm not you know I'm not trying to come at this from a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer thing, mm-hmm. but it is when you go to school, you catch everything from everyone. And I you're mean sick
0: all year long. <laughs> and and you don't get
1: enough sleep yep. and your your days go very long mm-hmm. and you get run down. And inevitably you will get sick right around the beginning of flu season, which ironically mirrors right up with final exams, going home for the holidays and taking yep. it home to your family. Yep. I can't tell you the the last time I had one of my kids that didn't come home for the holidays sick because you're stressed.
0: Oh, yeah. It's flu
1: season and, and all of those contributing factors put you in a bad spot health-wise. Mm-hmm. So get your flu shot. Um, I encourage you to stay up with your vaccines, you know, roll up your sleeve, be big boys and girls Mm -hmm. and get them done. Because even if you would get sick, it's going to be a much more minor case. Absolutely. Um, Look at your schedule for the holidays, um, especially and figure out, do I have something that I continue to get? Have I gotten two sinus infections mm-hmm. since I went to school. Do Is there a prescription that I know is going to run out of refills and the doctor's going to want to see me beforehand? Yep. Here's the other thing. You may have had your physical before you went to school and you could have been 17 or you could have just turned 18, so your pediatrician is going to see you then, yep. but then you go to schedule it and they're like, well, wait a minute, now you're 19. You're, not, or- yeah. you're no
0: longer... Pediatrician qualified. Yeah, and what you
1: don't want to do is be doctorless Mm -hmm. when you need to see a doctor. So if you need to set up an appointment for a new doctor, get that done because most places right now, the waiting list for a new primary care physician is three to four months. It's crazy. So do not delay and try to schedule all of your doctor's appointments, your dentist cleanings for when you're home during break.
0: And if you're home for four weeks at Christmas time, just get them all knocked out. Get everything scheduled. And
1: and I know that that's not something you think about, but if you do that even before you leave for school, Mm -hmm. go ahead and get it scheduled for when you're home on breaks or, you know, the problem is getting your parents. They're going to encourage you to do it, but mom and dad aren't going to be able to set up that appointment because... You're over eighteen.
0: Absolutely. So let's say this. This kind of is my final piece of information for we want college students to know is how to handle claims issues. Which I don't know how often they would be doing that. If that's more of the parents doing it. But what happens if a claim gets flagged? You you have to verify you're a college student, right? Or yeah, what's there's that process? when it
1: comes to claims, you will run into problems. Mm-hmm. Chances are when you go. Um, when you go off to college and that first claim is submitted because the carrier wants to ensure that, um, that college student isn't under a university plan Mm -hmm. and is out there. So you may have a claim pended or denied pending additional information. And so I ran into this with my daughter, Mm -hmm. a couple of claims hit (laughs) and I got a letter from the health carrier and it said, um, actually, it was addressed to her. Told me to open it. I, was like, I Did opened you it. Open it. Did yeah, you open it? Yeah, <laughs> it was addressed to them, and they don't open their email. Of course, they don't open their mail.
0: Yeah, unless it's a birthday card. Yeah. So,
1: so, what happened was they wanted to confirm that they were indeed registered and that they had waived the university coverage and okay. were under their parents' plan. And mm-hmm. so, um, pay attention, and and we actually have done videos on it for other people. Open your mail. Open if your you mail. Get don't your ignore mail, it. And I always there's always a huge stack of mail when my kids come home from college, and they're home all weekend. And I tell them three or four times, go through your mail. Yep. And they leave, and the pile is still there. Yep. So what you don't want to do is have that happen to or go over a period of time because problems are going to happen. Mm-hmm. The carriers want their payment. They wanna adjudicate a claim in a timely manner. So it's gonna be denied, and then once it's denied, good luck trying to get it reversed.
0: Right, exactly. So we've covered a lot in this 25-minute time timeframe. Yes. Is there anything, we're not trying to overwhelm our college students no. here, we're just trying to make them feel confident and prepared. So is there any final words you have for these this age group as they start to navigate adulting?
1: Uh, I would say from the college student standpoint, um don't assume ask questions it's it is amazing to me how i've watched my kids and they can learn a tiktok dance <laughs> in a matter of seconds <laughs> they can figure out how to do magic tricks or learn to juggle by watching a simple video and and they're so attuned to learning about things like that but they when it comes to healthcare whatever they they just go blank stare and they don't know where to look, they don't uh, use your same analytical and problem solving skills <laughs> to health care that you do in all other areas of your life. Right. Ask questions and be curious and don't assume. Go through your punch list mm-hmm. and you'll be good. From a parent standpoint, don't assume. Correct. And make sure your kids know and give them a list of reminders. What because mm-hmm. that you're gonna know when you talk to your, your son on the phone and he sounds like death warmed over (laughs) and you're telling them to go to an urgent care and they're saying, well, I can't go there. I've Mm -hmm. got classes Mm -hmm. or I've got intramurals. Again, I'm not speaking from personal experience (laughs) at all, but make sure they know and Mm -hmm. tell them if they get a prescription, make sure they know to get a mandatory prescription, Mm -hmm. make sure they have the pharmacy name, make sure they have their insurance card, make sure they've set up their profile for telemedicine. Um, get them the care at the very beginning. Don't let it escalate. And then check in with them right before exams yep. a couple weeks because you don't want to go into exam week being sick.
0: Absolutely not. And and we're going to provide a PDF checklist here for all of our listeners that yes. just to just make sure you're on the right track. So... That kind of concludes our first adulting and insurance episode. What can our listeners be ready for for next uh, part of this series?
1: Uh, what are we doing? Where are we moving we from here? We are the
0: first time enrollees, I believe. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. So you're out, you're gainfully years. employed. <laughs> you finally graduated from college or you've just you've taken a job. Maybe yeah. you didn't go to college. and. Mm-hmm. You're getting a job and you've stayed on your parents' plan, but you're now ready to enroll in benefits because you're being kicked off your parents' plan. Exactly. What do you do? How do you handle it? That's what we're going to tackle.
0: That's our our next episode. So thank you all so much for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at Kenzie at HealthierBirthdays.com
1: or Dave at HealthierBirthdays.com.
0: Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time on Side Effects.